Hello all and welcome to another week of the One Percenters podcast. What a week in footy it was with the mighty Eagles just getting it done over the Blue Boys. Uh, We are recording a night later this week. We are coming to live Wednesday evening and joining me, we have an unfortunate Carlton supporter, Doss Man. Welcome. Spacco, thanks for having me, mate. Uh, good to be back on the pod after a couple of weeks. Uh, just uh, jumping on the Teague train because the Blues are up and about. Um, even though we didn't get the win on the weekend, some good signs once again. Yeah, the the biggest shining light is the big boy, Sammy Walsh. He's a freak. Mate, like, I just can't believe that I'm watching an 18-year-old when he consistently goes in and does what he does every week. Um, he's great to watch, but um, I think the Eagles showed that um, they're definitely one of the teams to beat because um, Carl and I thought played pretty well and um, Eagles, even taking the foot off the pedal, still um, won pretty convincingly in the end. Yeah, courtesy of uh, the AFL player of the round, Flying Ryan. So Ooh, he... was he? Did you see his mark? Yeah, it was elite. Running back with the Jonathan plot. Like, Brown. Nah, don't even put it in that bracket. It was nowhere near it. Like, he... Um, he, he had it, a bit of a look before fully committing to it as well. Correct. And Nick Rewaltz is, I think, better than Jonathan Brown. So, he's a long way off That's those. True. But in today's game... Great mark. It is a great mark. And we did see two of the best players in the competition going at it head-to-head. Your boy Cripper against we my did. boy The Yo-Yo. Uh, did you give any points in that one? Who did you give the points to? Yeah, I think the uh, the yo-yo came out on top um, in that one. Um, if you're just looking at, at a one-to-one, I think Cripps was pretty good early on, but then yo um, locked down on him and the Eagles midfield um, regained control. So, yeah, I'll definitely give the points to, to the yo-yo, but um, with that dominant Eagles midfield, um, he's also got a bit of extra help in there. So um, hopefully it's a, a battle that we continue to see because two big boys going at it, um, there's not much better. And because of the matchup that everyone was salivating over, the Yo Crips matchup, there's been a few debates thrown up about who the best player in the competition is. Some say one, some say another. And earlier today, you and I had a, a brief little chat and. I said, write down your top five players in the competition right now. I'll do mine and we'll compare them. So we'll go with your top five from number five to number one. We'll grab mine after and then we'll uh, we'll duke it out for who's best in the comp. All right. So currently looking at my list, I've got four blokes jostling for the number five spot. But I know you said to just go with one. So No honorable mentions. Um, I'm just going to go with my gut here and say Brody Grundy at number five for me. Yep. Um, we can sort of discuss them in, in a bit more detail once we hear the full list, but I've got Grundy at five. I've got the Bont in at number four. Um, I think now that Bevo's finally letting him play full-time mid, he's showing us how good he is. I've got Gorn at number three. And I'll tell you why I've got him ahead yeah. of Grundy in a sec. Yeah. I've got Cripps at two and the beautiful man, Nat Fife, at number one. Okay. Well, there's no disputing number one because I've got Fife there as well. Okay. okay. So my number five 
is Paddy Cripps. Yep. Number four, Brody Grundy. Number yep. three, the best two-way runner in the game, Elliot Yo. Yeah. Number two, Josh Kelly. Okay. So, why have you gone Max Gorn so high? I've put, and to be honest, Gorn, Bont, Grundy, and Cripps, I think all four of them, you could have them wherever you wanted. But I just love how Gorn constantly pushes back into defense and takes those um, saving marks in the back line. Um, and I just think that he does that a lot better than Grundy does. Um, he's also playing in a much worse side this year. And I think he's still matching the level that Grundy's going at. So I think um, if Gorn had a bit more help and, you know, he's got better key forwards or key defenders to help him out, then he'd be able to get around the ground as as well as Grundy does. But, um, you know, you could flip a coin in the end. But I just think Gorn's influence on the game is a bit um, better than Grundy's. What do you think? Look, I think if I was to pick a team of who I'd like as my Ruckman... I'm picking Max Gorn because his tap work is so good. Yeah. Brody Grundy, however, is like another midfielder. Um, yeah. If I'm building a team around one of them, I'm picking Gorn. However, I think at the moment, Grundy's output is just so high and it's such yeah. a consistent level. I feel like yeah. Gorn sometimes drops off against other tap rucks. Like, he came up against, uh, I believe it was Goldie was it Goldie a little while ago and basically broke even while if Grundy still breaks even in the ruck he's dominating around the ground Gorn Gorn seems like it's a float back kind of intercept mark while Grundy can push forward and kick a goal which Gorn doesn't do and I think that's why I have Grundy at number four instead of and I, I had Gorn to be perfectly honest I did a top 10 and I had Gorn at around 10 Wow, even so, after you said no apologies. No, I'm not giving an apology. It's just I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that I don't think Max Gorn is in the top five. I think he's around the number nine or ten mark. Something um, that did put a bit of weight into it for me was when Gorn and Grundy matched up on each other early in the year. Uh, well, they play this Gorn, week. They do. On, is it a Friday night game? No, the Friday night game is trashed this week. It's... Hang on, I'll tell you right now. It's it's absolute nonsense. It's um, GWS and Hawthorne in Canberra. So one degree, yeah. one degree that'll be. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's the, uh, the Saturday Arvo game. They go head-to-head, and that'll be good to see. But in the game they played earlier in the year, I think Gorn was definitely best on ground, and that just gave him the points for me. Yep, fair, fair enough there. Um, now, I've gone Crips at five. You had him yep. at... Three or two? Two. Two. What what I know Cripps is a fantastic contested ball winner, but yeah. do you think he floats in and out of games and is a little bit like the drop off yeah. the drop off is still there? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's got to do with how much of the load that he carried definitely in the first half of the year. I think Cripps's first five games a year first five games this year um, were definitely the best in the league and um, he was just so dominant but in that middle patch he definitely dropped off, I agree with that I've just got him at number two because I think that um, he can take the game by the scruff of the neck and I know the other boys can do that but I just think on his best day 
um, only Fife is more dominant than him. Um, and that's why I've got him at number two, even though I agree he's a bit more inconsistent um, than some of the other blokes. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's why you've got him a bit further down, just because of that, um, I've, that yeah, drop-off that he does have. I had him at five because there has been those weeks where we know he's going to get the contested ball, but yeah. I don't... I know, and you're going to say there's been games where he's done this, but he doesn't kick enough goals to be a top-tier mid. Yeah, he needs that's to fair be, enough. He needs to be get, kicking 22 to 25 goals a year. As, yeah. like Because his resting can essentially be full forward. That's how big he is. And that's yeah. the blight that I have on another bloke. Like he's, very, he's a very similar build to Clayton Oliver. Very similar player to Clayton Oliver. Cripps is a much, yeah. much better player and a much more rounded player due to his kicking ability. But both of those guys need to convert on the scoreboard. That's how big they are. You look at a... I don't know, you look at a, a Josh Kelly, who I've got at number two, and he's still getting 30 touches, but half the time, he's kicking two goals. Yeah. And, that's, and I think yeah. um, I think that's something that Cripper can definitely work on as um, Carlton start to improve a bit and he can spend more time out of the midfield. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's definitely a fair point. I see you've got um, your boy Elliot Yo number yep. three. Gary Lyon had one. I did see that. Yo was... I had um, Grundy, Dangerfield, Neil, and Yo. Any four of those blokes I could have had um, in that number five spot. Yeah. Um, what's your, what are your thoughts on Yo? What are, what's he best at? Mate, he's tackle. He, he's, he's the number one tackler in the competition. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Lenny Hayes. And I think that's a relatively good comparison. However... Yo's a little bit bigger and a little bit... He's got a little bit more spring in the step. Um, he's averaging, I think it's around nine tackles a game. Uh, he's the, such a versatile player. Yeah, like you, you, you can, can put, put him, him anywhere. in any position on the ground. I, I think the reason he... If he was in a team on his own, carrying... Yeah. If, he was, if he was in the Patrick Cripps position right now, and I dare say if he was in Victoria right now, he'd be close to leading the Brownlow. Yeah. He is just in Western Australia and in a team where Sheed, Shuey, Gaff, Redden are running through yeah. the midfield. It's a little bit difficult. However, his two-way running capacity is second to none. If you look at everyone else we've even put in consideration, none of them go close defensively. They're all yeah. quite offensive players. And Yo is the only one that I think stands up and can go both ways. He's kicked some... He's, he's single-handedly won West Coast games this year. Yeah, and such a good thing about him is that, um, as we saw on the weekend, that he can go head-to-head with guys like Cripps and guys like Fife and yeah. win those contests, which is why, um, personally, I have him um, above Josh Kelly because I think, you know, in a head-to-head battle, if, um, you know, Cripps and Fife are definitely going to are going to beat Kelly on the inside. So I think Yo's just got so many strings to his bow. Yeah. Um, and that's why he's such a valuable player. Yeah, and we're both quite unanimous with the number one, Fife. Yeah. Is is he number one and then Daylight second, essentially? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think... Um... Is, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Is the gap widening or is it becoming smaller? 
Um, well, I know you're, you've been a big Fife fan. I personally didn't have him at number one before the season started, um, just because, um, I guess, of Freire's performance. Um, like, he's still got a decent midfield around him, and even with Lockie Neal, they didn't... I know they they made a grand final, but they dropped off pretty pretty quick after that. Um, so I'd just like to see Freire win... Um, quite a few more games and also to be honest being over in Melbourne we don't get as much exposure to Fife as um, people living in Perth would so um, but yeah I've still got him at number one and I think he's um, he's such a joy to watch the way that he goes about it yeah he the other thing that I was basically saying with the Crips down a bit lower was the no goal Fife on the weekend had 29 and kicked two in a clutch like that should and I say should get him the three votes over Michael Walters purely because of who he is. But yeah, you're going to say 29 and two goals is going to get you the three most weeks. Yeah, it's a, a good day at the office. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll, and we'll, I, um, yeah, just go, quickly, you had Kelly at number two, was yep, it? Yeah, Kelly at two. So I didn't... I love Josh Kelly. He's always been one of my favourites, but he just can't stay out on the park. Like... The past three seasons, soft tissue injuries, he's been ruled out, and that's why I don't have him um, in my top five, just because he misses too many games for me. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, the That is the the big knock on him, is he's not out there very often. Um, he has played 12 games this year, and I'm pretty sure he's going at almost a goal a game, averaging 30 touches. He's, yeah, and, he's afraid. And his ball his ball uh, use goes at above 70% disposal efficiency. So he's such a good user. He hits the scoreboard. I feel like he is almost untaggable. Yeah, um, just with his endurance and his pace. Yeah, I'd say that there's a few guys that are untaggable in the league. Um, I'd say that Fife and Cripps are both taggable. Uh, I'd say Kelly yeah. is untaggable. And you've got to stop the ball getting to him on the outside. The other yeah. player who's untaggable is... Now, I didn't put him in the top five, but I should. And you probably would if he had played this year. It's Tom Mitchell. Yeah. But you well, can't obviously put him in. Yeah. Um, but you comfortably, he'd slot in for me at number two. And I, I think that those two are the only blokes in the competition that are untaggable. Yeah, that's a that's a fair argument. I also think the bond um, is pretty hard to stop. Um, oh, the yo-yo's done it, mate. That's why he's number three on my list. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. We'll move on to the uh, to the next segment. Well, yeah, the next segment is just uh, it's it's going to test out the knowledge of us, Dossie. Like, I'd, I'd like to say that you and I know the league quite well, and we we have a fairly good grasp on it, but <laughs> yeah. How well do we think teams are going to go when push comes to shove at the end of the year and can they win the flag? We'll make our way from... Oh, Frio's 11th, but they're on. They're not winning it, so we'll just ignore them. We'll go from the Bulldogs in 10th up to Geelong in number one, and we'll, we'll go through and we'll say why that team can win the flag, why they can't win the flag, and we'll just, we'll just play it like that. So yeah. we'll kickstart with you. We'll go the Doggies. What are your thoughts? Um, I think the doggies can win the flag. Um, I think at their best, um, 
they're such a great team to watch and I think they've got enough tools um, to be able to match it with the best sides. Um, they've got to make the top eight first, of course, but yeah. um, I think with how good their midfield is um, on their day, they're as good as anyone and I think their injury list is looking pretty good at the moment. So um, if they win their last three games, take that momentum into the finals, they could pull a 2016 job on us. What do, do you, you think? Do you think Sam Lloyd's their leading goal kicker for this year? Yeah. Do you think Bont needs to play forward in order for them no. to win? And then you play Dunkley, McRae, Hunter in no. the mid? No? Bont, Bont's got to play in the midfield. He's just too damaging. And they say that kick inside 50 is the hardest kick to nail in the comp. And I think Bont's probably the best at the league in, in doing that. So he's got to play midfield. And we've seen the Dogs score pretty highly um, playing that small forward line around Norton. And I think if all the midfielders can bob up for a goal, um, they certainly have enough scoring power. So um, I think they can definitely match it with the best on their day. I, I'm actually with you on that. I think that their midfield is probably one of the, the deeper midfields in the competition. The loss yeah. of Caleb Daniel will be large because he's done his yeah. hammy again. So that will be three weeks, I'm assuming. I think they've got good depth. In that half back line, they um they should be able to cover it pretty easily with Duray and Crozier back there. Yeah, Doc is very very good off the half back flank. So realistically, we think they can like optimistically, we think they can win the flag. Realistically, week two of finals is a win. I think everything would need to go right for them to win it. But I think on their best day, they're one of the sides that could pinch it. I'm going to say they're going to win a, win a final and then get knocked out. All right. Port Adelaide, what do you think? Now, this is a team that I think is no chance. They can't string together games. When they play, when they want to play and they rock up and they go, yep, we're, we're a serious sniff today, they yeah. can beat anyone. We've seen that. Yeah. But the inconsistency is still there. They're going to yeah. come out... What, what, who did they beat last week? They beat... Um, Essendon. Essendon last week. and Well, Essendon shouldn't have been a 4-1 and one side for the last five weeks post-buy. They're more of a 2-3 and three side. Um, but they lost to GWS by a point, a game they should have won. They had opportunities. They get blown out yeah. against the water against... Uh, blown out of the water against Richmond. Blown out of the water against Brisbane. And then the and week then before, they, they smoke Adelaide. Goals. It's like yeah. they can... Adelaide's, I know they're playing poorly, but Adelaide's not a bad team by any stretch. And then they get beaten by the Dogs. It, it's, But then they beat Geelong. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, you're capable of beating any team in the competition. Yeah. And you've just dropped Scott Lysette. So what, you're going to roll into finals expecting um, Paddy Ryder and... They did get a win by dropping in. Oh, yeah, well... Could be a genius move by Ken. Ken won't be in a job next year, is my bet. But <laughs> I reckon... I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head and, and to win a grand final, you need to win from... If you're finishing, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th, you need to win four games in a row and I don't think Port Adelaide can do that and that's why I don't think they can win it. Well, I don't think they're making finals in all seriousness. Yeah, that's a fair point as well. So, yeah, I think they're probably just going to miss. To be we'll now, we'll go into the teams inside the eight and now this is a tough one because if all... 
all the cogs start moving and there's a little bit of uh, what's the word that they like saying cohesion than yep. the crows Dossman no no chance we'll uh, I I watched them live at the G Carlton Adelaide and boy it was um they just look so and I know this has been said um, time and time again but they're just so slow their midfield um they're just going to get cut to pieces by um, Richmond, Brisbane, and West Coast, and the Giants in particular. All four of those sides have um, elite, quick midfields, um, and Adelaide just cannot go with them. They don't have um, a full forward or a centre-half forward to kick to down the line. Um, Tex Walker and Josh Jenkins are not big, contested, marking players. and so well, Josh Jenkins comes... isn't allowed at the club. Uh, well, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I um, yeah, I just no, I think Adelaide um, are very lucky to be sitting in eighth. They've gotten they've had two wins over the Gold Coast by over eighty five points, and um, that's the only reason that they're sitting there. So I think out of the ten sides, I think Adelaide are the least chance to win the grand final. Uh, I don't think Adelaide will make the finals either. They've got West Coast away, Collingwood, and the Dogs. So. Yeah, they need to. They need to completely turn their game around um, to be any chance. I, th- um, I think I that's an off. There. That's an off-season task. I don't think they can do it. Round yeah. twenty, twenty-one, twenty-three. Oh no, round twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Sorry, jeez, it's been a long week. The um, Dons. The Dons. Do I don't think they can. I think they're not even going to win a final. To be fair, um, they're most likely going to come up against Essen, uh, Collingwood first week of finals, and that's just not going to bode well for them. Yeah, too many injuries. I think. A lot of They've injuries. Game hit hard. Game plan's very, very predictable. And I was listening to Nick Rewalt speak during the week on SEN Radio with um, with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. And Essendon's key sort of measurements, uh, turnovers inside defensive 50, uh, turnovers inside forward 50, um, pressure acts, they're all down the bottom end of the table in terms of yeah. other clubs. They're, they've just had an easy run. They've had easy kills, the Dons. They've they've won seven of seven and three of the seven of their last ten and lost three. And look, I think it's a little bit of uh, as Travis Cloak would say, smoke and mirrors behind the shadows and curtains. Yeah, I think um I think they've limped over the line in a couple of those games. Um, and it's more been down to individual brilliance from like guys like Kale Hooker who stood up a couple of Stringer. times and obviously. Um, Stringer and Tiffer as well. So, but yeah, the injuries. Um, Saad and is out for a while now. Um, yeah, with two weeks with tissue. a Guelph is out for the year. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with Heppel and mm. obviously Devin Smith. McKernan has uh, gastro or something. Bell Chambers yeah, Dan- three or Danaher's two. Danaher's gone. Three. On, so yeah, I just don't see it happening for the Dons. Do unfortunately, you, do you think they can win a final? Um. Most likely it's against Collingwood, so I'll rephrase that. Do you think they can beat Collingwood? I think if um, Bell Chambers comes back um, and Heppel gets his foot right, I think they can can beat the Pies, but I don't see them going any further than that, just with, um, I guess, their lack of, lack of top-line players due to injury. Yep. Uh, the next team is the Pies. Can they, can they contest? Um... I don't, I don't 
I'm tempted to not rule them out just because they've got um, some absolute gun players that can individually drag them over the line. But again, same as Essendon, Cox out for the year is massive in terms of um, losing their structure and someone to um, get out of jail down the line. Um, But I'm interested to see how they go with the last three rounds of the season. If they adopt a small forward line, um, with just my check leading out. Hopefully, Dugowie comes back in. The check um, will be very good, I think. Uh, um, I'm going to say no. I don't think Collingwood can win it. I just think um, they've got way too many injuries to key players. Uh, I think they can win it. They Even with all their injuries. Yeah, well, Jaden Stephenson, Stephenson is back in three weeks. He's going to be fresh. They're picking him no matter what. If they play yeah. a small forward line of Dugowie, Stevenson, Meyerchek, and Elliott, that's quite potent. You then have someone like Will Hoskin Elliott as your second tall. That's sort of I... what I'm thinking they'll do with Varco. That's a pretty yeah. quick forward and... line. And if they come up against someone like West Coast, that should be able to cut their defence apart. If they come up against if they Richmond, can, If yeah. they can transition it from defence through the midfield and deliver it well to the small forward line, then, yeah, absolutely, absolutely they can win it. What? But if they start bombing the ball in, then they're absolutely no chance. I'm I'm of the opinion that come finals, Collingwood will move Scott Pendlebury to a halfback flank. The midfield will be Taylor Adams, Adam Trelaw, and uh, I don't think Sidebottom will be in there. I think it'll be more Dugowie in there. I think Sidebottom will go to a half-forward flank like he did on the weekend. Had a very no, good game. Dugowie's got to play forward now that Cox is out. I, I, I don't think they do because Hoskin Elliott will go there. Your wings are Maine and um, Tom Phillips. So I think Sidebottom was very good up forward last week. He was, but look at the opposition as well. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But if it works, it works. And Dugowie is... Oh, the yeah, the hammy. It's an issue. I don't know if you'll be able to. So, what do you think they can win? I think, I think, I think they can. Realistically, I think they will sneak into a prelim from outside the four. I think they'll. I don't mind that because I, in my opinion, someone will go out in straight sets, and I won't tell you who it is just yet. But all right, Giants. Uh, now this is one that I'm not sure of. They've got. Not many injuries, but the injuries are to key key personnel. It's yeah. Kelly, Cameron, Cornelio, Patton, Ward, DeBoer. DeBoer's back this yeah. week, okay? And I think that's their biggest in for the year. I think yeah, GWS I think GWS are a sniff. I think they Agreed. I think they get to a prelim. I think they come up against someone like Well I I'm going to jump the gun here a little bit. That's not surprising. No, I'm not. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I think I need to re-look at the draw, but I believe the Giants have the easiest run home. Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs, Gold Coast. And if they can somehow um, find themselves ahead of Richmond and lock in a top four spot... I think they're a definite chance for the flag. Because on their day, um, you know, DeBoer will come back in, Kelly will come back in, Cameron will come back in. 
um, they're as good as anyone. So I've got them definitely a chance for the flag. Well, what are they paying? Ten bucks. That's overs then, in your opinion. Well, I think they're a chance, but I don't have them. I've got three other sides ahead of them at this stage. I can guess all three of those sides. One of them will be the next team, Richmond, Dossie. They've got a tough run home. They do, but um, they've got, they'll have all their key personnel back um, besides Rance and potentially Cochin, but um, they're absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and I'm a bit nervous about seeing Carlton take them on at the G because if we're not on our game, it could get ugly. And I think Richmond um, are definitely up there. Unpopular opinion. Richmond haven't had that hard a run the last five weeks, six weeks since the I bye. agree with that. Um, but I, I under- the last two I, games will be interesting. I understand. Okay, so since the bye, they've beaten St Kilda. Not much chop. Gold Coast, certainly not much chop. An underdone GWS. That game, I believe that was the yeah. day that Canelio went down. Yeah, it was. So they're a man. There were two men down because someone else went down. They played Port Adelaide, who were temperamental. Yeah. Collingwood, who had the longest injury list in the competition. Mm-hmm. A down on confidence demons last week. And yeah. Carlton this week. I think we'll learn a lot about the Tigers the next two weeks. Uh, the next they've three weeks, because they've got West Brisbane. Coast and Brisbane. I think another another factor that I sort of look at is they haven't had to travel at all. If they're not, yeah, they're not getting a home final unless they finish fifth. Okay, if they finish third or fourth, and they have to travel to Western Australia or Queensland, they're I, I think they're going in as underdogs. Most likely, they're swapping over to the other side of the draw, and they've got another game at the G, and then a game in Western Australia or Brisbane. In my opinion, I think I don't think. I'm saying this right now. I don't think Richmond's going to win the flag. I think they're going to get knocked out in a prelim. I think you're anti-Richmond and you don't want them to make it. No, no, no. I'm, I really quite like watching Richmond play. I've, I really enjoy watching Dustin Martin. I'm not Damian Hardwick's biggest fan. However... What about Prestia? Oh, the meatball. You have a weird fascination with him. It's a little <laughs> bit It's a little bit weird. But I, I quite like... I love Kane Lambert. I love... I, the guys in that team, and as an Eagles supporter, I'm not affiliated with Richmond at all. I have no connection to them. There's a couple of blokes in that team that I hate. Just the way that they play, I don't <laughs> think they're good players. Okay, I think they're <laughs> overrated. Uh, what's the bloke's name? The little crumbing forward, uh, Jason Castagna. I think he's so overrated. <laughs> yeah. He's a, who I'm not sure he's that rated highly, is he? Oh, I don't know. Richmond George. supporters think he's great, but I'll I tell think, you this, Mother's. Yeah, I think West Coast and Brisbane will be one of those will finish top of the table. Yep, and I think we are going to get a two v three Richmond Geelong pre or Richmond Geelong qualifying at the MCG. I we'll get to that and in a second. The but the fans let, will roar. Let me just quickly say, I just want to finish this point. I like Richmond. 
Yeah. I'm not a fan of a lot of their supporters because I think they're nuffs. How can you think that they can't win the flag when they've got a full strength side? Because I think they'll lose the qualifying. I think they'll finish top four. I might mm-hmm. full disclosure. My top four is West Coast Brisbane, Geelong. No, West Coast Brisbane. Yeah, Geelong Richmond. Yeah. I think West Coast beat Geelong in Perth. Yeah. I think Brisbane beat. West Coast beat Richmond in Perth. Brisbane beat Geelong in Brisbane. I then think Richmond beat, wins their semi-final, makes it to the preliminary final against Brisbane in Queensland. So you don't think Richmond can win in either Perth or Brisbane? That's no, what you're saying. No, correct. But the dogs could. Yes. Okay. Because they haven't travelled for seven weeks. They, they do not leave the state of Victoria... For eight games in a row or nine weeks in a row, not including the bye. I think, obviously, West Coast will be hard over there, but just we'll get to Brisbane now. I yep. guess that's a we'll good go, segue. We'll go Brisbane, yeah. Um, I think Brisbane can win it, but I don't think they will. I just think they need this year to sort of test themselves, test themselves in finals. Um, I just think with so many young kids... Um, the pressure of a, of a big final could get to them. Um, and I think they definitely need to win their first final um, if they're a chance. Uh, do, you think um, it's, do you think it's a straight set's job if they don't win their first final? No, I don't think so. But I just think with a young side, they could get down on confidence pretty easily. Um, the immense pressure of finals. Um, obviously, they're one of the best sides in the comp and they're flying at the moment. Um, but I just think they need this year to um, see what it's like, what it takes to get to the to the end. Um, and then next year, I think they'll be much better positioned. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I feel like they are a sniff because they give me a feeling and they sort of bring back memories of the 2008 Hawks. I don't know if you yep. get that that sort of... There's a, there's a vibe. Young there's, confidence... There's almost a young arrogance about it. Yeah. A youthful no, exuberance. I get, I get what you're saying. And yeah. I, think it, I think that could take them all the way, and I think they can definitely win it. But personally, I don't think they will. Right that now. Sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully understand that. Brisbane actually has a very tough run home. They've got Geelong they and Richmond. This week's the Q Clash, which should be a breeze. A walkover. Yeah, it should be quite easy for them. I'm sitting here right now doing the uh, the AFL ladder predictor. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm i just getting up to the final round of the year and going into finals... Hang on, I'm just finishing off this round. I, I think going into finals, I have my ladder. I have what I think will happen, Dossman. I think we're getting a bit sidetracked from the segment. No, I know, but... In my opinion, the first round of finals is West Coast Geelong, Brisbane, Richmond. Yeah. No, not like West Coast play Geelong, Brisbane play Richmond. Mate, Brisbane can win the flag. I think they can, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. If the pressure gets to them. Next team is uh, West Coast. West I'm, Coast, we've talked about them a bit on the pod already. Yeah. Um, they, can but, win. they can win if they yeah. have two home finals. That's as easy Definitely. as that, and they did it last year. 
So I think yeah, that nothing that, more to say. That basically covers that. Pretty simple, and they've got the third. Is, is third Nick Matt a chance to return, or is he ruled out? To be perfectly honest, he is, like he is. It's he's it's, a chance to return. Yeah, but I, Tom Hickey's actually been okay, and I no. and I ripped the Hickman. No. He's been okay. If Nick Nat's fit, he's playing. End of story. Oh yeah, but if he's fit, that's the question. He hasn't done and any. I think he significantly improves your chances if he does play. But you've then got to pick two Ruckman because he could collapse at any stage. Oscar Allen could step up. Oh, he's a freak as well. Uh, we'll move on now to Geelong. I don't think they can win the flag. Um, I think if you remember back a couple of months ago before you jetted off to Europe, we both said that Geelong would struggle in the back half of the year. Bang. And we can see they have. Um, I don't know whether the first half of the season was just a fluke that they were 10 and one or 11 and one or whatever they were. Do you um, want to know what the stat was? There is actually one stat and one stat alone that has cost you long. Disposal efficiency is the same. Playing yeah. on from marks and free kicks is exactly the same. Yeah. Kicks down the line and marks down the line. First half of the year, Geelong was marking like 70%, not 70%. Uh, when the ball hit the ground after a kick down the line, they were getting 70% of that ground ball. So 7 out of 10, they're getting kicking into their forward line. And that's why there was such a massive presence around Brian Myers and Luke Dalhouse. And Gary Rowan. And Gary so Rowan. Good. Yeah, so we're, we're sitting there going, oh, this Geelong slow build up down the line, crumbing, yeah. is fantastic. They're now winning something like 13% of ground balls after it's hit hands. So right. th- it's not like they're dropping more marks or taking... It's not like they're taking more marks down the line. They're not getting the large numbers around the ball, getting the crumb, and then handballing into space. That's what they were doing. And that that sounds like something you can definitely um, fix up, but they're going to want to fix it pretty quickly because... You need to take form into finals, and the way they're going, um, I think, I think they can still win it, but they need to fix up those areas immediately. I'm putting a line through them. Wow! Uh, just after going through those teams, give me one who is your clubhouse leader, who you think is the favourite, and then give me one Smokey. Um. I have I've got West Coast as the favourite. I think yeah. they've got all their key personnel. Um, they'll have everyone ready bar Nick Nat come finals, um, yeah. and they've shown that they can win at the MCG. So they're definitely my number one. Um, and I'm going to put my Smokey as Giants um, because I think a lot of people have written them off just with um, the injuries and the setbacks they've had. But I think when they click and get it together, they're as good as anyone. So. Um, yeah, West Coast won, and Giants has a bit of a roughy. What uh, about you? I'm going the Eagles as well, but my roughy is the Bulldogs. I feel like if they can sneak in, they're a sniff. They could do some damage. They could. I'm not sold on it. It's a smoky, but it's there. And I feel like she's she's a, she's a shout. Um, now, we've received a few viewer listener questions, Doss Man. 
Okay. One of them was from Pat the Diddler Dennis, who's been yes. on a little bit of a hiatus. He's been doing some research. We've and missed the Diddler. We've missed the Diddler. And he's been scouring nothies on AFL pages on Facebook. Yeah. And currently they are running a poll on who is the top media nuffy. Okay. Now, I'm going to run you through a couple of these names, Doss, and just tell yep. me, just say nuffy or not a nuffy, okay? Okay. Mark Robinson. Nuffy. Nuff. Cameron Ling. Huge nuffy. Huge. Contender for top three nuffies. David King. Um, I'm going to say not a nuffy, but has a potential to go into the nuffy category. <laughs> has potential for nuff. Robert Walls. Uh, he's not really in the media too much, so no, I'll say he's not, not a nuffy. Eddie Maguire. No, I like Eddie. D. Russell. Dwayne Russell, the pipe. Top two nuffy. Oh, can't wow. Stand his commentary. You can't stand. Can't stand him. Cannot stand him. What about Purple? Nah, love Purple. Love Purple. What about Hutchie? Nah, Hutchie's good value, host of the best footy show on television. <laughs> what footy, footy classified? classified? I thought you were going to say the Thursday night footy show. Uh, Tom <laughs> Tom Brown. Oh, He's nuffy. King Nuff, isn't he? He'll be up there. The Lone Wolf. Gun. Gun. Best special comments in the game. Michael Warner. Um, he's heading down a real head wobble path, and he's now on Talking Footy on Monday nights. Yeah. And he think he rates himself, and I'm not a fan of it. So he can go into the nuffy path. He's um, he's got a bit of a, a the head wobble is there, but he thinks he's got the inside word on every story. Uh, and he also doesn't like anything in the AFL. No, it's like let's write a thousand articles complaining. That's it. A uh, couple more here, just quickly. The volcano. Who's the volcano? Kane Corns. <laughs> I'll I'll put him into the nuffy category, but I actually really enjoy what he says. Did you enjoy the um the in the game podcast with him with Damien Barrett? I did. Would recommend. Highly if you're recommend a fan of football. That. Um, big nose, Baz, Basil. Ah, big nuffy. Uh, Terry Wallace. Um, boring. <laughs> Plow, just getting a rip. Uh, Sammy McClure, second last one. Ah, uh, nuffy. And Velvet Sledgehammer, Matthew Lloyd. Nah, love Lordo. Love Lordo. On the yeah. Sunday Footy Show, uh, one yeah. la- one last viewer qu- listener question was from Josh Taylor. Sorry, he's he sent in two this week. Okay, he, is Tom Lynch Richmond's most important player? Um, surely you'd say Dylan Grimes. Realistically, I'll say yes. Right now, he is. Do you reckon they could do it without him and just use Jack? Um, yes, I think they could, but I also think that they could do it without Grimes if you were going to take that argument. So I just think 
yeah, Lynch has, has really shown why they went after him, um, and I have him as their most important. And JT's second question is: Now that Brody Grundy has put talks on hold with Adel- uh, with Collingwood, oh, this is JT. Yeah, this is JT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, Rat Gaming six seven eight. Uh, how much is Brody Grundy worth if he was to move to South Australia? So I'm assuming he's referring to draft picks, or do you think he's I referring think, to a dollar value? Well, we can do both. I think dollar value, he's easily worth a million a year. Oh, um, I'm not like you can't give a ruckman a mil. No, you can. Eight hundred max. He's shown how durable he is, and he's not like those big lanky. Ruckman, but you don't you don't need that you don't need a Max Scorn or a Brody Grundy to win a flag. West Coast did it with Scott Lysette and Nathan Vardy. Richmond did Agreed. it with Nan Curvis, and they pay him four hundred and fifty grand a year. Agreed, but I think if he was to go to Adelaide, he'd need to be offered at least a million. I think they could get him if they offered him five years at eight hundred, because Collingwood's no, only offering him a, three. No chance. Oh, what do you reckon he's worth on the trade table then? What do you, what are you giving up for him? You're giving up two first rounders. Would you give up a Crouch brother? Hundred percent. Which one? Brad. You you'd want to keep Matt. I just like, um, although they're both sort of injury prone, aren't they? Um, no, oh, Brad more so than Matt. Brad had OP I and think... then he had plantar fascia issues. I like I like Matt's um, disposal efficiency better than Brad's. I think Brad can um, be a bit of a butcher. Yep, that that's fair enough. Would you say you'd trade Brad Crouch and your first rounder, which is now Carlton's first rounder? So that's the number two pick. No, it's not the number two pick anymore. What have you guys? What number are you sh- three? Number three. Um, no, I'm not doing that if I'm Adelaide because um, they've got got Riley O'Brien, so. Um, I think if I was Port Adelaide, um, I'd look at um, offloading a, a good young player in a first rounder. But I don't think Adelaide need Brady Grundy um, right now with uh, Big Riley doing really well. Right, yeah, Big Riley O'Brien. I have just remembered we haven't done our big call segment, so let's quickly squeeze this in. Dos, Very quick. Your big call for this week. Jeez, you put me on the spot here, mate. Oh, I, I totally forgot about it. That's our biggest segment. Um, oh, God. I think that... Oh, do you ever be calling mine? <laughs> anyway. uh, I think West Coast will win by 100 points this week. Oh, don't mind that. You've got Adelaide at... Um, Hang on, let me, be, let, let me be a little bit more realistic. I'm going to say 80 points. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm going to say 80 points. Adelaide. 80 yeah, 80. Last time I said 100, West Coast actually lost. <laughs> yeah, we're saying that again. Um, all right, I'll, I'll go, because um, I'm a Carlton man, I'll go Tom Lynch to be kept goalless by the Weederbot. He, he is very, very good. He is. He's um, only 21, but he's showing why he was the number one pick. Um, oh, just... One last thing as well. I just keep forgetting to do these things. Dan Houston, our boy. All, no. Under 22, 40 men under 22, 22. Lock for the team. Lock. Gun. 
Next week, we will be chatting to Carlton-listed player Patrick Kerr. So, Dossie, keep your ears peeled for that one. The Cowboy. Looking forward to it. Yeah, he's, he's a very funny man. Out for the year with a collarbone. But, Dossie, thank you for uh, joining us on the pod this week. Thanks, Mozzie. Good to be back. And looking forward to the last three weeks before the finals begin. Yeah, and uh, just a quick shout-out to Dossie and my boy Booger for winning the Fortnite World Championship uh, World Cup. Just a, a solid effort there from him. If you want to get just a in, cheeky three mil, just a cheeky three mil. If you want to get in contact with the pod, we are at one percenters with an underscore. Dossie, you are. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn if you want. It's just uh, Hayden Ross. Give it a search, and I should pop up as the top result. Just connect with Doss, man, and I'm at Spacco four five three. Dossie, uh, we'll uh, catch you next week. Yo.